Welcome, guys. This is Matthias Comdivision live from Fuerteventura, I think. We have episode 19 from the VCD Roundtable. And uh, besides Matthias and myself, we have. Yeah, Sascha Schwunk, um, CEO and Cloud Architect at Comdivision. And Tobias Barschek, uh, Cloud Architect at Comdivision. And we agreed on that we only introduce us by names in the future, but never yeah, have the label I don't the next episode. Yeah. So as you can see today, we're not sitting individually in front of our computers. So it's really us, right? <laughs> so just to prove it. <laughs> so today's topic is all about NSX projects, right? So we start introducing what are NSX projects and what's the idea behind that new feature in version 4.1. No, uh, originally it has been introduced in 3.2, to be honest, but it was only available uh, through the API. Into the UI, we are talking about three, uh, four dot whatever. Uh, and today we are talking about the latest version, so four dot one dot two dot zero one. That's a long number. Mm -hmm. Well, perfect. We we take that number. So, what's the idea behind this project? Because as far as I understood, we currently have a centralized network administration platform, NSX for SDN, but we just have a few centralized networking administrators, and that's it. So no multi-tenancy. So what's the idea behind it as project? As you mentioned just right now, to have multi-tenancy in your SDN. So because at the moment, we're always talking about having NSX on cl cluster number A or cluster number D, uh, um, saying, OK, maybe we have federation to spread across data, data centers and so on. But there is not really a solution to provide uh, different NSX capabilities to different organizations, different departments, depends on, from what point of view uh, you are looking, to your tenants. So to say, hey, okay, tenant number A should consume uh, the tier zero gateway on cluster number one, tenant number B should consume the tier zero gateway on cluster uh, B, um, and also only that their environment should be encapsulated into single cluster environment. The moment we can only, or before we had uh, all the tenancy in NSX or the NSX projects, uh, it was only doable with having fully separated NSX environments. Would make sense with VCF per workload domain, yes, but with just a single cluster or maybe just one centralized management for multiple clusters, it's one NSX. And also in the VCF part, we know, okay, we, maybe we say, okay, we have a pair tenant workload design, but we know we have at the moment, as we are talking today with uh, VCF uh, version 5.1, we're talking about behavior that we can have uh, up to 14 workload domains in a uh, shared sync design on, or we can have up to 24, 27, whatever, uh, in a dedicated and so environment. Yeah, 27 maybe is fitting, but yeah. If I need more, yeah. there is still the uh, option available to say, hey, I will deploy multiple, multiple clusters per workload domain. And this NSX project to say, okay, inside my workload domain, I have cluster number one to uh, um, um, okay. project number one. I have cluster number two to project number two, which always relates to a tenant. So, Sasha, you're talking a ton with CSPs all around the globe, right? So, we currently starting seeing a shift from a more shared infrastructure, which is installed and maintained manually, 
towards a BCF managed infrastructure. So CSPs have the options to say, I have a centralized management domain, I deploy multiple workload domains for dedicated customers, or they decide sharing a workload domain amongst multiple customers, but one cluster each. So is there an option to improve NSX usability? Yes, I think there were, or there will be some options, but <clears throat> to be fair, um, from my perspective, we have some limitations currently when we're going with, um, that's more on the NSXT side when we're talking about projects. And for that, I think we need to figure out on each service provider, does it really fit to work with projects? Uh, or if we are currently fine with the shared environments to go with one NSX uh, T environment provider managed and have the dedicated environments for the customers who really need it. Because every NSX project will also be a manual task at the beginning to create it, to deploy it, and then bring it in. So that's not a standard customer who will use in the first time this uh, NSX project for their customers. But still, if you like getting um, a tenant providing the ability to manage their infrastructure, NSX or SDN infrastructure. So, I mean, when you when you look at all of this, is there are multiple use cases for these scenarios. One is the the shared infrastructure, as um, as Sasha just mentioned, but it's also about um, sharing permissions and roles, like what what Toby said before. Um, in the past, NSX was very restrictive. You had more or less, you had a few different roles. You could set some permissions, but it was really not as fine-grained so that you could say, it's like, hey, there is a user who gets access to these file mm -hmm. models. Or you could limit a department for certain functionalities. Because if you look at larger corporations with VCF and things like that, it's the same story. They need sometimes um, security and other permissions on a per-tenant basis or then per organization unit or department basis. And so you have exactly that combination. So I like mentioning all the features, but we could maybe take one step below the whole infrastructure. In a single NSX infrastructure, you have no chance to separate network access if we talk plain NSX. So you have a few transport servants, you create a segment, and you are, if you are allowed to create a segment or attach a gateway to a segment or something else, you can access all segments from all tenants. And I think even that's the lowest, <laughs> lowest possible. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly done with NSX projects. You have only access to your own networks. And also from, from an SP perspective or from also from an enterprise perspective, you say, okay, how many tier one gateways can I consume inside the project? How many Segments can be created inside the uh, project and so on and so on. How many firewall rules? The whole story we know what NSX is capable to limit. Also, there, the capabilities of what a, a tenant can consume. Well, that's a great mentioning because uh, the service provider himself always needs to keep in mind the limits of the whole infrastructure. Because the tenant view is very narrowed down. Yeah, I just have a few gateways, a few firewall rules, mm -hmm. a few segments. But the big picture tells you something completely different. Which is also what you see at the large scale cloud providers. Is there is a reason why someone like Amazon or um, uh, Azure um, gives you a certain set of network segments, et cetera. Because in the end, it always goes back to a, a higher level up infrastructure, and that infrastructure is limited. 
no matter whether that infrastructure is physical or virtual, there are limits. Mm -hmm. we, we always keep saying, right, the sky is the limit, but yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately not. No, your budget is the limit. Oh yeah, but I could I could reference um, or citate someone saying on stage, and I remember it was 2012 February Las Vegas. Someone said on stage, money was never an issue. It wasn't you. That wasn't me. <laughs> but someone we all know. Maybe if yeah, you watch it, I <laughs> I only do know a handful of customers that never money yeah. is an issue. Stock exchanges are. are <laughs> okay, so we, we started talking about what are NSX projects, what are advantages, how we could use it for service providers creating dedicated clouds for their tenants with VCF as a foundation or as a base infrastructure. So the next step would be what if we put Cloud Director on top? Because that's just one part of CSPs we have. Second part of cloud providers say, right, I have a shared infrastructure, so now we talk share, have cloud director on top, because as far as I understand cloud director, up until today, cloud director took care that tenant A is not able to connect any workloads to a network belonging to tenant B, or access networking configurations of a different tenant whatsoever. So, do we? NSX projects is, from my understanding, for the base infrastructure, kind of a cloud director approach, but does it help? Or does it add additional functionality to a cloud director stack? I would rephrase your sentence from before. Be my guess. Okay, cloud director is managing the network stack and limits what mm -hmm. my customer, my tenant is capable of doing inside his, his network stack that he now with NSX project really get the capability of utilizing his network stack. That I, that uh, the tenant can say, okay, I will create my uh, dedicated uh, one gateways, I will create my own firewall rules. And what is one of the biggest advantages, I will get the capability of uh, reading log files. Because this is also one of the big improvements in NSX project that we now have a tendency also for the for the locking. We can mm -hmm. see what's going on on a routing perspective, on a firewall perspective. And that's a big part many service providers waiting for. Because mm -hmm. uh, we had it with NSXV, and then um, it stopped with NSXT, and that was a big discussion at a few service providers or with a few tenants with the V2T migration. And now the log files in the tenant are back. So that's a really good point. To be honest, from next to the advantages that I can limit stricter down than I can only do for it today inside VCD, it is there. So you just need to enable it in NSX and bring it to your VCD environment, because uh, VCD, with the release of 10.5.1, is fully capable of utilizing NSX projects. But we all know what sounds great at the beginning, maybe has some pitfalls. <laughs> so, so but what I understood right now is, uh, with projects, we can add even more features to, to hand over into tenant self-service. Yeah. That's another great advantage. Yeah. but. As you already started the discussion, so with with uh, a lot of power comes great responsibility. Uh, we have a few features which are not working. Um, we can start just down re uh, reading the list, maybe uh, VPN configurations for IPsec for layer two, that's all fine. Um, 
bridging for migration scenarios. Uh, that's all working. Uh, VLAN segments for customers. Okay, that's all good. But um, does it really block us? So from a feature perspective? As, uh, from a feature perspective, the answer would be no. Yeah. But as always. But the answer is it depends. <laughs> the answer is it depends as, as always. You need to do your work. You need to have a look what features are necessary, what features I would like to utilize to provide them to my customer. Because if I clearly can say, okay, I'm I'm already in the uh, VLOOKLOUD game, or so in the SD-WAN game, mm -hmm. uh, I don't need any kind of layer two, layer three VPN. Okay, we have a solution. Can go with any project, as you mentioned before, because layer three VPN is not working inside a single project at the moment. Uh, if I say, hey, okay, I don't care about Kubernetes, and I don't think that we will find any kind of... There's a tier. I don't think that we will find any kind of search for not talking about, uh, not talking about Kubernetes at the end. We need to wait until the project still is uh, do his evaluation. Um, I said, okay, now we have the support for Kubernetes, we have the support for uh, NSX, ALP, and so on. Yeah, I think it's the problem with the Kubernetes support, or do we have the problem with the load balancer? We have the problem with the load balancer at the moment, and to be honest, not really with the load balancer, we have the problem between feature interoperability between NSX, NSX, ALP, with the project side. I, I assume how it will just take some time and will show up. So ALB is one of, we consider maybe one of the bigger features currently not working with the project. And from, to be honest, also, also, also there, Sachin and I was discussing, discussing this before. We cannot really give you a 100% true answer, but also from, from our perspective, uh, the not available support for the VCB, for the workload component, um, um, protection, not protection. VCB is uh, workloads component. Yeah, yeah this the VCB is the workload control plane. Control plane, yeah, uh, workload control plane. So the whole Hanzo story inside my vSphere environment mm -hmm. is not working with uh, N6 project at the moment mm -hmm. as we are talking yeah. today. Um, so also there. So in the end, so if I come back to US R VCBX and group, right? So it's it's always like collect your business requirement, right? <laughs> We have seen this, I think, quite a few times in the last uh, few years that before you also decide upgrades and using specific features, that it's very important to fully understand the consequences, which I, I also think shows more and more why it's important for service providers to have a constant exchange um, with other architects about what's really working, what's on the release notes, and um, what can I actually use? because. Mm -hmm. What might sound great in the first moment, um, others might have figured out already it's not really working as expected. So it's it's always a good thing to have a group of, of architects at your hand you can actually yeah. talk to. And I think an important point, the question we need to ask, can we import or add projects to an existing NSX manager? That's a good one. I just want to start with that story again because that, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I start with the I start with the good thing and I like the bad message to you, my friend. So the good thing is you can't just flip the switch. I would split the answer now really into two different answers. On hand, uh, if 
soon if you have important your vCenter to your NSX environment, so to create a new compute manager. It is a single shot, so you can enable multi uh, uh, NSX support only one time. You cannot deactivate it afterwards and you cannot activate it afterwards. But also, because Eve just mentioned the standardized deployment, the Cloud Foundation stuff and so on, also there, uh, there is maybe a reason why multi-NSX is not currently not supported in the VCF environment. So also here, we need to we need to wait. We have we we need to um, wait until all of the problems are solved, and then move on with a standardized approach. And again, as I as I said in, in either our previous episodes or in some of my other videos around the VCF and Broadcom story. I'm pretty much expecting that over the next two years, we see that a good amount of R&D money from Broadcom is going into exactly these areas, is trying to get the integration of the products and APIs to a completely new level. Because in the end, um, if Broadcom wants to achieve their savings from a, from a support, etc. perspective, the only chance to get there is actually getting all these products finally to work together in a way as users or service providers would expect. But again, I come back to my to my to my ask, saying I think so. What you said implicitly is you cannot just change the index manager role. You can't say like I do projects, yes, and, and tomorrow like ah, I reconsider better. You can you can enable it yeah. every time. I can't disable. You can disable so, it. Um, but it's it's not that easy. So, but what you what you always can do with Cloud Director, you can import two NSX managers. One is old school, vintage, <laughs> okay. like you, like me, vintage. Um, just old. And you have a second NSX manager, project enabled, but I, I would recommend having two different infrastructures underneath. Mm. Nope, this time I'm not, not at the outset because uh, the differentiator is not the NSX manager this time. Differentiator is really just the computer oh. manager. So yeah, I can go saying, okay, vCenter A is the old one, the legacy one, no project enabled. Vintage, Vintage one, no uh, project enabled. 6.7. 6.7. <laughs> let's, let's stay with that. Um, and the new uh, vCenter, this is my vCenter where I would like to go with project enabled. So you can really separate it on a vCenter level. And if you want to enable projects for an existing customer, I would say it's, it's more a migration it's scenario a migration. in yeah. Cloud Director yeah. to move it the customer from A to B. But again, the yeah, creative design up front and collect the business requirements. Uh, if, if NSX projects is a fit for this customer, yes or no. Which brings us to an end. Which brings us to an end because the, the palm tree, oh no, the palm tree, uh, <laughs> that one, that one, the, the palm tree, uh, why is the video mirror? <laughs> Offset palm tree. Uh, so the palm tree is real because our initial plan was to, to stream from the rooftop pool bar, but the whole week is really windy from a weather perspective. And that's why we're sitting inside. And we blame Owen. Who is also, by the way, the person who writes all the wonderful transcripts below our VCD roundtable, uh, Matrix.
Good. So with that being said, um, I think that's it for episode 19, VCD Roundtable and six projects. And the next episode is actually going to be VCD Roundtable episode 20. And in episode 20, we are going to talk a bit about um, our expectations for changes in the uh, Broadcom Cloud Provider program, what this can mean for service providers, especially also if you are still of the opinion that tier two might be your best option for you because there might be some surprises coming your way. Um, we will keep you posted when we record that and make that public. Um, up until then, have a great day. Thanks. Uh, See you take time. care.